Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I feel like you should really appreciate your come up. It's the most romantic part of your career. When you get past all the bullshit, then you're like, really, this was great. And it did happen for a reason, and the universe did make it go this way. A lot of the relationships that we put ourselves through are very temporary. People come in your life for a reason. Those reasons are the stories that you tell to other people. I think it's such a beautiful time right now where people are really being encouraged to celebrate their culture and celebrate their differences and celebrate things that we've maybe been made to feel ashamed of. Yo, what's up? What's up? It's Sean Leon. Hi, it's Myrna. What's up, guys? This is Khalid. Hey, what's up? It's Ali. You're listening to The Come Up Show. Get inspired. Hey, welcome to The Come Up Show podcast. My name is Chetam. I'm the host and founder of The Come Up Show. This past weekend was the 2019 Juno Awards in London, Ontario. It was a great time, great experience. Uh, if you missed it, The Come Up Show had a concert part of of the Junos, the Juno Fest, an official concert, which was a great time. You could check out the pictures at the Come Up Show. We got, and by the time you hear this, is probably a video recap that's gonna be out. And yo, this is episode 200 of the Come Up Show podcast. Wow. And it was only right that I interviewed and catch up with the homie Classified. I've lost count of how many times I've interviewed him for over. The past 10 years, that's how long we've known each other. We go way back. And I think this interview is a perfect, uh, I think he's a perfect guest for episode 200. Classified has quite a storied career. He has success like no other Canadian rapper in Canada because he's still touring, uh, touring all across Canada, selling out shows and so much more. And, you know, I love where we went in this interview. It was casual. It was a conversation. But Classified dropped a lot of jewels. You know, he's a practical and pragmatic guy and we talked about money man investments real estate have how he's been being smart with his money and i've never really had a conversation with anybody like this on the come up show podcast or with any other artists and i don't know if any other artists would be comfortable to have this type of conversation with me and that goes i think that speaks to the relationship that we have so we not only we talk about finances we talk about the state of music today uh and what you know how classified would feel like if he was a brand new artist today Classified Other Come Up Show Podcast, episode 200. Let's go! Please introduce yourself. Hey, it's Classified. What interview number or what? 427. (laughs) I was was just talking to Nate about you. I was was, because he was like talking about you and like doing a good job. I was like, man, I met him fucking years ago. He's been going at it like probably 12 years ago. Yeah. I'm guessing, but like I can't remember the actually the first one I think we did was with Shad K. Is that the first one? At the embassy or no? No, it wasn't the embassy. It was uh Music hall or like uh, wasn't the Salt Lounge? Hall. Salt Lounge. Salt Lounge. Salt in the Lounge. Back room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was before and that. Shad, yeah. Shad interviewed us though, I think. 
He interviewed you, like that. my yeah, boy, yeah, yeah, Jay yeah, Brew. Yeah, yeah. It was like that wasn't the first one. No, that wasn't. But like the, that was a fun interview because like yeah, he was asking like what are the best forces in hip hop yeah, yeah, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's Method a legend. Man. That's yeah, still yeah. that's still that's still on the YouTube. But it was even before that in uh, the embassy, and I was thinking about this because and I was laughing to myself because that's like in 2007 or something like that or early when I didn't know too much about like the Canadian hip hop that I knew was the Cardis or what was on yeah, much yeah, music, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And which is what most people knew. That was pretty much it. Yeah. So I remember the question I asked you because I was such so green, so fresh. I was like, uh, I was asking you, uh, what are you going to do if this hip hop thing doesn't work out? Do you have a plan B? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I asked you that and you were so nice. You're like, no, no, it's working out pretty well. I just got a house. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's coming together. It's you know? I just got a house and all that. So I'm going to be good and everything mm. like that. But like, what a disrespectful question to ask to an oh, artist. Man. But like, you know what I mean? That was like the embassy. That's the come up, man. That's the come up. <laughs> Learning. The embassy days. Yeah, man. The embassy days, man. I, I don't know. How many times have you been in London, like performing and like been uh, in the city, bro? I played the embassy at least three or four times. Wow. And then the London Music Hall, which is what it is now, like that version of it, mm -hmm. twice. And then the other music hall, like before they changed it around. Yeah. We were there two or three times. Then we played Rock the Park one year. Yeah. Um, so fuck, probably 10, 11 the times. The city's anyway, been good yeah. to you. Man, this is, and I'm not just saying because we're here, but like yeah. for me, my best show is like reactions, always London. I don't know why. I Out don't of know. All of it? Come on. All of Canada. Which really? is, um, really? I only tour Canada. Hell yeah. yeah. Like I tell everybody, they're like, you know, what's the best town consistently? You know what I mean? Like the last tour, Calgary was probably my favorite yeah. night. Yeah. But London was top three. You know what I mean? But consistently, yeah, London's usually my top. I don't know why. Yeah. But just best vibe, best crowd, best reception, just everything. Yeah. That's amazing, man. Yeah. That's amazing. And you're here for the Junos as well, too. And in London, Ontario, so a city that you're familiar with and doing the whole That's Junos. That's one of the reasons why I came, you know what I mean? It yeah. was like, oh, it's in London? Yeah. Let's go up, you know what I mean? We played the hockey game. We were supposed to do a show yeah. on Friday, but it just yeah. didn't work out with bringing the band up and what was going down and stuff. Yeah. So. Me and the wife just came up, kind of made it a weekend. Yeah, you're enjoying it because I was wondering because you're a very pragmatic and practical guy, I think, right? Like, mm. if you're if there's not a million things for you to do or a reasons for you to do that, you don't just you party. Don't just enough. get up and leave. Yeah, yeah, right? totally. Yeah. Like, yeah. and just having kids, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like at the same time, I do spend a lot of time at home now. So any yeah. little reason where I'm like, eh, <laughs> let's go do that for a minute. Let, I'll go do it. Just yeah. Last couple of years, I've spent a lot of time at home, just where my kids are at that like. Yeah, you know, five to ten age. It's like I don't want to miss that stuff. So I've been purposely staying home, mm. doing the day to day thing, working in the studio, but yeah. you know, getting a lot of kid time in. And and then this tour that you were on, this Canadian tour with um, uh, Maestro and Shaclair mm -hmm. and who else? Am I missing anybody else? Or that was yeah. like the the three acts was those the, the main acts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chalks I and saw Maestro. like somewhere like the last last Canadian club uh, club tour or whatever. Some yeah, yeah. What does that mean? Well, just. Yeah doing like what we've been doing like yeah. clubs 12 o'clock at night 11 o'clock at night you know what i mean i just found when we announced this tour i had a lot of fans hit me up being like hey man like love your music love what you're doing now but just not trying to go to a club at 12 o'clock at night on tuesday or wednesday because on tour it's not yeah. like always on friday and saturday type thing yeah and i get that like i'm the same guy i'm not going to a club unless i have to you know what i mean like i would rather go see a show somewhere else whether it be an arena show or even like the next thing I want to do is sit down acoustic like me my drum machine my guitar player and 
that's it. Like no DJ, nothing. And we did a show, a couple shows like this on the East Coast. It's just really intimate, like acoustic versions of my songs. Mm -hmm. And it's like people really taking the lyrics. It's more emotional. You see people laughing, you see people crying, you see, it's just a whole different thing from what I've been doing for like 15, 20 years, rather mm -hmm. than, you know, everyone buzzed up on stage. Say hell yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. we've done that, I still enjoy doing that, but getting a little taste of this was like, okay, Okay, and this is some shit I can do till I'm like 65 years old. I walk mm. out and I'm, sit on my stool, plug in my drum machine, and you know, do three foot tall acoustically. There's no, you know, mm. it's, it's a really cool different vibe. So that was the next plan. Was like, okay, I want to do the next tour like that and kind of evolve into that. Still doing festivals and shit like that because I still like doing those type of shows. But I really thought, okay, this is going to be my last 30 dates across Canada. Get all the boys in the tour bus. Let's do this every night like we're 20 years old. You know what mm. I mean? But we just got a call for another tour for October that's like... The, the back to school, like the school run. No, it's yeah. kind of like the same tour we just did in October that I said yeah. this would be the last tour. Yeah. But it's with Everlast. So I was like, that might be cool because he's a yeah. guy that I came up with. And yeah. so we're kind of thinking about it right now. But yeah. So I'm not sure what the hell we're doing. <laughs> We'll be doing some dates. I'm just not sure what it is yet. But, but like, yo, you're still a young, like when it comes to this music thing, we're not talking, I'm not talking about specifically hip hop, but music, mm -hmm. you know, you should be able to go as long as you want to. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't right? something where it's like, it's, it's totally preference of like, yeah. you know what I mean? How many times you want to keep doing the same thing over and over? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's always fresh when you get to bring people like Maestro and Chocolate. Like that made this last tour fun exciting every night you yeah. know what i mean it wasn't like it was me and ivy and mike sitting in the back room by ourselves yeah. going okay we're on 20 minutes yeah, let's get this drink in let's try to wake up let's get yeah. this going it was yeah. like we were all hanging out all day and yeah. it was really it, yeah it was just like a refreshing vibe to the tour yeah so. when you have people that are your, totally so that's kind yeah, of the yeah. thing where i meant like the last classified club tour where it's me yeah. ivy and mike yeah okay here's our show like if we're gonna do it it's got to be something a little different whether it's with everlast or maestro or an acoustic mm -hmm. tour or festivals or something yeah i see i understand and i do do you you used to like i i that salt lounge show as an example i remember like you did have the drum machine the mpc involved yeah, like, yeah. a little you, bit for yeah. little parts yeah. but yeah like the last one we did in even london yeah we kind of did a little taste of that like we did the full show the yeah. dj and everything but about halfway through the show we broke down for like powerless and changes where it was just me, my guitar player, and the, and the keyboard player. Mm -hmm. Mike and Ivy would go backstage, do their thing, and we yeah. kind of did like a 15-minute acoustic set. And that was kind of like a little bit of taste of what that full show would be. Oh, that was a great way to test it out to see totally. what people just to get a vibe and yeah. see, yeah, 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 just to feel it out. And, and, and it felt great. And that's with a bunch of people standing up ready to party. You know what I mean? But yeah. you could still see that they were paying attention and they were kind of taking it in a different way. So, mm. yeah. Uh, it's refreshing, man. Like, it's really refreshing to be doing this for 20 years and then go, oh shit, I can do, I can perform like this now, still do my same songs that I've been doing it, but it just goes over a different way. You need to continue to do that, don't you? I tweak it to keep yourself interested and like I, I gotta have fun, man. If yeah. I'm not having fun, I'm not doing it. Like, you know, yeah. financially, I, I've been investing and I bought houses and land and like, I'm good on that thing. I still yeah. love doing music, but yeah. if, if we're not having fun, I'm not, I'll just go home. Yeah, that's yeah, I mean, important. it's not like, oh, I got to do this because I got to get this money. You know, yeah, yeah. money's great, but 
Yeah. If I feel like I'm just kind of like eh, going through the motions and it's not fun, I'm not yeah. doing anybody favors. Well, I want you to talk a little bit about because I always think about like some of my favorite rap artists. I'm like they're in their 40s, and, but they're not active as a musician anymore. I'm like, what are they doing? Yeah. Like, you know, like I, you know, I don't know. I would have too much pride if I was that rapper to work like at a, you know, at a regular. Totally. What, you man. know what I mean? Like, I think that's probably the fear for most artists. It's like, shit, yeah. I don't want to be 50 years old and be like, okay, I got to go back and work at fucking McDonald's or. Yeah. Oh, dude, you're classified? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll yeah, get a Big Mac. And, a, and everybody's <laughs> asking you for a selfie. Straight and up. And you're a, like, oh, yeah. I'm fucking working here <laughs> now at Subway or right. whatever. So, whatever. So, like, that was, you know I mean? That's why I, I'm, like, I was always cheap with money. Like, yeah. growing up, I was cheap. I didn't need to buy the fanciest shoes. I didn't yeah. need all that shit. So, fortunately, I've been lucky enough to save, mm -hmm. invest my money right where pretty much good for a while so well and like so just you don't got to go deep into that because i i want this information to be shared because it's you all are, good man. i'm writing a song about it right now so. you're writing a song about yeah, yeah. it like what i think is, that shit's important you know yes what I mean? it like, is important and no, not we don't talk about that enough and how many rappers do we see go broke or yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, their taxes are you know they're going to jail for their taxes or whatever totally right not handling so their tax like shit and... when you were starting to get like i guess start first start from that you said i've always cheap where did that come from was that from home where you didn't have enough money and you're like oh like you're coming no, from we weren't a, like a yeah. poor family by yeah. any means like yeah. middle class family average but i definitely wasn't spoiled my parents never gave me shit like when i was when i wanted to play hockey and i was 16 i had to go mow lawns to pay for minor hockey you know what i mean i bought my first dirt bike when i was in grade six at 12 years old because i went out and mowed lawns and got a paper route like my parents told me if you want some shit you got to go work for it which is how my whole career pretty much worked out you know so it's just always been that way. If I have money, it's like, eh, if I don't need that and don't need to spend it, I'm keeping the money, you know, in the back pocket or whatever. So mm -hmm. kind of started from that to just, yeah, kind of first starting to make some money off rap. Mm -hmm. You know, basically I was on unemployment for a year. I left my job, got laid off. And it was kind of like, you know, I was 22 or something, 21, 22. It was like, okay, I got a year of unemployment. Let, let me see if I can turn this, you know. So I got my little sheet out, sell Jay Brew a beat for 150 bucks, mm -hmm. you know, rent out the studio to Spesh for a couple hours, like things like that. And, you know, get a SoCan check, get a couple shows. And I remember I used to write it down in my notepad on computer. It'd be like June 21st, Jay Brew, fucking two beats, 300 bucks. And, you know, kind of kept growing from that to like, okay, I got the month's rent paid. Oh, shit. Okay. I got five months rent paid. Okay. I got a little bit of money. I got six grand in the bank right now that I'm saving. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it just kind of kept going from that and just kept growing. Kept going, kept going, and now... Kept going, but not necessarily keep going like, oh, I got to do this because I need to make this, this, and this. Yeah, yeah. Still pushing the, the, the music ahead and forward and having fun with it, mm -hmm. but just started to not have to worry about paying the month's rent that month. Which is important if you want to totally. be creative, you want to be free. Totally. You don't get to worry about that. It's kind of like, okay, I know I got 10 grand in the bank now. Okay. I'm good for six months. You know, I, <laughs> I can live off 10 grand at 20 years old. Yeah. So. That's and, pretty good. It just kind of kept growing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Then what, what are the stupid the decisions the, the, that you spent money on? Like, you know. Dumb uh, shit I spent money dumb, on? Yeah. Yeah. You're not like small things. I bought an extra coffee, but like, you know. No, yeah. Um, I bought a Canada four by four, uh, what are they called? Side by side? Side by side? You know, like, like a, a four wheeler, but a side by side where you sit beside each other. It's like the new school four wheelers. Okay. I bought one of that. It was stupid. Lost like a bunch of money on that. It was dumb. <laughs> the engine blew up like the second day I used it. What? Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. I drove through a puddle and just kept going and yeah. the engine blew up. And, yeah. Um, 
just dumb shit though. Like not, I shouldn't say dumb shit. Cause I don't waste my money on a lot of dumb shit. I'm pretty yeah. safe with it, but I remember you talking about the suburban, the white took suburban. Took Ivy to the strip club once. Spent like 900 bucks on Ivy at a strip club once. For his birthday? Or <laughs> yeah. no? No, it was just me and him out one night yeah. a couple nine years up, ago. Yeah, nine, nine, it must have been really good. 900 yeah, bucks. Yeah. I wow. hope you had a good time, but <laughs> nothing too much though. Like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I'll okay. splurge on the team if we're out here and there. Yeah, and yeah. You know what I mean? Obviously on the family a little bit, but yeah. I'm usually pretty safe for the three months. And yeah. then, okay, I'll spend some money for a month. And then, okay, okay I'm going to save for the next six months, so... So well, when it comes to like diversifying and being smart and saying, um, you said you're investing. So tell me, how do you started to like plan that out, that roadmap? Um, I, well, my dad has a couple apartments. So that's kind of new. He was like, you know, if you got yeah. some money, yeah. buy a house and let somebody else pay the mortgage on it. Yeah. You know, so we have. So the first one I had, I bought my first house that we lived in. Yeah. Um, we sold that nine years ago and we just kept it, rented it out. Mm hmm. You know, that was kind of the first one. Then I bought my sister's old house that had two apartments in it. And then I bought another one that had three apartments in it. But it was just like, oh, little deals that came up. Someone said, hey, I'm selling this house. It's a good deal. Okay, mm -hmm. shit, I can rent that out. Do the math in my head. Okay, I'm clearing 700 bucks a month. Plus, I'm paying off the mortgage. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So just like little opportunities like that came up. Um, and then when I started to actually have some real money in the bank, that's when I went to like uh, some investing companies, started talking to them, put into stocks and... You know, mm -hmm. very safe stocks. But yeah. again, it's not like I was like high risk. Yeah. Like, fuck that. This is my money. Be yeah. very safe with it. Yeah. I want to make, you know, yeah. a little bit of interest, but I don't want to take no chances of losing anything. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So passive income, basically, yeah. you know what I mean? Where money, you don't have to, you, once you put it in, you let it work for you. Let it do its thing. You know what I mean? The rental yeah. thing definitely pays more, but it's a little bit more work too. Yeah. But that's where like my brother who's my hype man slash yeah. videographer slash my landlord. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's a full-time Half-Life employee. So he deals with a lot of that. Yeah. Landlord Property management bullshit. stuff. Yeah. Which can yeah. be a big headache because you deal with a lot of shitty people. True. That move in, don't want to pay rent. And you're like, what the fuck? I'm not well, paying for you to live in this I house. I feel that like, like if you ever felt a responsibility because your family, come, your, your two brothers are coming on tour with you, right? Yeah. Where like, you know, you're a successful guy and you felt like, oh, I got to put them into positions or I got to take care of them or whatever. No, nah, they got to earn that shit. That's straight your attitude. Up, straight up. That's yeah. how, I don't think anyone needs to be given handouts. Obviously, if you're friends with people or relatives with people and they yeah. can help you do something that you need to hire someone else, of course, I'd rather hire them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, uh, fuck, the heater broke in one of my apartments last week. Mm -hmm. You know, I have someone that I can call that's not really a friend, but a guy that you hire. But then I got a friend who's trying to buy a dirt bike right now so he can ride with us. So I'm like, well, I'll hire you to do it. Go do the electronic stuff because he does electronics and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. if I can hire a friend or someone that I'm close to to do something, if they're mm -hmm. looking for, to make some money. Yeah. I'd rather do it that way, you know what yeah. I mean? But I'm not just giving handouts to give handouts. Yeah. I got kids too. It's like, I can't look after my brothers. I got I got kids now I got to look after, so. Yeah, like I just thought like sometimes, you know, when you're successful and you're living that road and that, you know, the hip hop life and on tour. If and I was making crazy. like, you know what I mean? 20, yeah. 30 million dollars and I could afford to support four or five families. Yeah. You know, then it's like, okay. You know, maybe <laughs> someday it'll get to that point. But yeah, it costs, it costs a lot of money to raise a family. You know what I mean? And when you got to be safe with your money, like basically they told me I need $4 million, $4 million in the bank and I can live off 5%, no worry about losing nothing. That bring, brings in about 5% of $4 million, uh, 
I think it was like 170,000 a year. Mm -hmm. Then you lose your taxes. You're left to like 110. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like For it, retirement. Is that retirement? Not even retirement. Yeah. Just, you know I mean? That money sitting in the bank, that'll be yeah. there forever. Every yeah. year you'll get 120 grand. Yeah. Clear. Yeah. Good to go. I'm safe with that. You know what I mean? Don't have to worry about nothing. That money will always be there. So mm -hmm. that's kind of where, where I'm sitting at right now. You know, if we can start making more, then maybe I can do more things and investing in whatever Mike wants to do or whatever else is going on. So that's dope, man. Yeah. Uh, and would you say like a major, like, so in terms of like, uh, the breakdown of where, like, uh, as an artist, so t shows obviously are a big part of it. Hell yeah, hell yeah. People think it's only shows. Is shows only the only good moneymaker as an artist nowadays or what? Sync TV sync. Okay. Licensing, yeah, yeah. Your music. licensing music and shit yeah. definitely that yeah and that's the easiest thing because you don't do nothing you already got the song it's like yo i want a song for tim hortons okay shit they're gonna give me 80 grand to use in an engine tim hortons take the song go ahead yeah you know what i mean like that's the easiest money but that's not always there either you know what i mean like that's once in a blue moon mm -hmm. definitely shows shows festivals yeah festivals corporate money that's the easiest best money that's mm. yeah that's beautiful uh yeah, festivals, especially because it's like one show or like one show. Summertime. It's fun. It's not like you've been on the road for two weeks and everyone's yeah. tired. It's like, oh, jump on a plane. Let's go do mm -hmm. this show. Boys all have a good time. It's so class, if people know you, your catalog and your discography is like you are a hip hop fan, a hip hop artist. And, you know, people can call it boom bap music, real hip hop or whatever. Mm. But hip hop is definitely has changed in sound. Yeah, and yeah. you did something different this time. You had a single with Tory Lanez, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That was like, you know, I don't know who I was talking to. We got that, that video coming out in like two weeks. Yeah, that yeah, video yeah. for that song. I'm like, oh, yeah, like class is taking some of the things that are popular today. And like, I wonder how... Uh, being a 90s guy from growing up in the golden era of hip-hop yeah, yeah. and what you do and how you had to, like, incorporate what's hot today. I don't think I fit in today. Like, straight up. Like, yeah. And I'm not trying to fit in because it's not my type of shit. Like, uh, the thing with Tory is I've known Tory, not known him good or nothing, but I met Tory probably, like, nine, ten years ago when he was just coming up. Yeah. I didn't even know who he was. We were doing a photo shoot with Echo. Me and, uh, what was that girl's name? She had the song, uh... Cresha Turner. Yeah. It was me, Cresha Turner, and Tory Lanez. They, Echo flew us to Montreal to do like this photo shoot. I met Tory there and we hung out for the day. He was a cool kid. Mm -hmm. So, you know, seemed like a charismatic young kid. Yeah. And never really talked to him too much. And then years later, it's like, Tory's doing his thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I reached out. He remember we talked on the phone and, you know, I sent the track over. He did the hook and, you know, it was super cool of him to do that shit. But at the same time, like, I'm not trying to front, like, oh, yeah, I'm up on the young shit. I'm in the clubs. I'm paying attention because I'm not. Like, 40 years old with kids if i'm listening to music it's usually me in the studio working in the music you know what i mean so it's it's definitely different than when i was 21 years old and you know oh and paying attention to every single thing that went on and mm -hmm. but now it's just there's you know one so much shit going on like every day there's a new album music just doesn't even last like it's around for a week and i'm talking about even like a j cole album which is still makes classic albums but yeah. it's like it comes out one week everyone's talking about it. two weeks later no one's talking about it. It's, so music comes and goes so quick. It's hard to really, for me, to indulge in something, fall in love with. I think the last big record that I fell in love with and really listened to for like six months was um, Chance the Rapper. Mm -hmm. The Coloring Book? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, The Coloring Book. Yeah. Killing album. Like, I yeah. love that album. Yeah. That was the one with the same drugs, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah. whole album was, love that album. But besides that there's not too many albums that i really kind of take in like i used to in the old days so 
But I'm not I'm not a huge fan of the trap singing. Yeah. I try to because I don't want to be one of those you old guys that's hating. Yeah, I'm yeah, trying yeah, to like yeah. trap drums and <laughs> totally like and like like I like future. Um, yeah. Not a lot of all the future stuff, but I like uh, what's the big record? Yeah, the Percocets. I don't know what the fuck he's talking Molly about because I'm not trying off. to. Yeah, yeah all yeah. the pills bullshit. <laughs> not feel none of that. But like that beat, yeah. that beat was killing to me. Like I love that beat. Flute. Yeah, yeah, I like flutes, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, most of that whole pill talk and all that shit. Mm-hmm. That shit's just depressing to me. So you feel like it. you don't fit in the current sound today. I don't want to fit in it. You don't want to fit no. in it. Yeah. Topic-wise, everything. Like, I'm not into the whole yeah. depressing, taking pills and all that shit. No, man. it's not. I seen that it, shit fuck up kids, so I don't believe in promoting that. Yeah. Even if some of them are like, oh, no, I'm talking about how it's bad. No, you're not. You're in videos fucking parody and talking about it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't get that shit. Yeah, well, I can understand, like, the substance of the music, but I was even thinking about the sonic of, the aesthetic of the music. I like yeah. some of it, yeah, yeah, like the beats and the production yeah. and stuff, yeah. Yeah. but I do find it very underwhelming sometimes. It's so low tempo, like... Low like tempo and songs. just even, like... Yeah. It's like a two-chord pad, Yeah. and then you got your fast hi-hats and you're kicking your snare, and, like, I don't know, I like instruments, I like... And I'm not saying it's not all like this, but the majority yeah. of it I hear is just very simple filtered pads that are just like sets a move but mm-hmm. i don't know man i like beats that i can hear without the singing or the rapping on it and still hear it and be like this shit's killing me like you take all the singing and the melody out of a lot of those you know the new school trap beats like there's just not that much to it there isn't you know but but i'm not gonna be that old guy hating on this shit <laughs> if you like it do your thing you know what i mean i can't yeah. hate on it. it's just not my shit and i'm not gonna try to fit in just because that is hip-hop now yeah. and, and that is what it is like that's that's the commercial side of hip hop. I don't want to yeah. say that's hip hop because you got your static selectors, you got Pete Rock or mm-hmm. fucking Smith and Wesson who just put out an album last week that's killing. Like there's mm-hmm. some dope shit out there, but mm-hmm. it's not the limelight hip hop that you know we were typically yeah. used to growing up on. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's considered underground, and there's some young underground's kind. Of, it's yeah. considered the old guys yeah. club or whatever, yeah. but. There's some younger cats like Joey Badass. Yeah, or yeah, like, Joey Badass is dope. Yeah, that yeah, are yeah. definitely heavily influenced by the 90s and they're incorporating that and they still Man, have you young hear things fans. here yeah. and there. Like yeah. every once in a while you hear something, you go, oh shit, it's coming back. Yeah. And then you don't hear anything else for six months and it's like, but no, I think there's a, sp- a, a spot for it. It's just, it can't just be the same old thing. I think that's, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you need a boom bap, but there's got to be something different about it because we're not trying to do the exact same shit we did in the 90s. Mm-hmm. It's cool to have that vibe and that foundation, but there's got to be something that's setting it off. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the video of the year, uh, Powerless, your mm-hmm. video, was nominated for a video of the year at the Junos. Uh, tell me about that song and that video. Why I thought was it? I was going to win. Yeah, you thought, I thought it was going to win too. I'm not I thought gonna it, lie. No, no, no. I thought it was going to win too. Just because what it is and yeah. what's going on, I'm yeah. like, it's very, you know, this yeah. is a powerful song, powerful video. Yeah. Um, I thought 100% I, I was too. hoping you know what I mean you continue there's more there's other things right Polaris or whatever other video yeah yeah yeah, yeah we got yeah, for yeah. that too so yeah, yeah, yeah. but no like, yeah. that's the most important song I ever wrote not my most successful not one of my most viewed videos mm-hmm. but definitely the most the, the amount of feedback I've got from people like sending me messages mm-hmm. from from indigenous people but also from people who've been through child abuse mm-hmm. it's like trumps everything I've done in my career to be like people writing me like sending me video messages crying being like no one's ever told my story people being like I've never told my uh, on my accuser until I heard this song and I went fucking the police and fucking really yeah yeah like some some life-changing shit which a lot of 
music doesn't do that. So it's it's crazy to see what that song's kind of did. Yo, does how does that feel that you could you're still doing that? Like that's the type it's crazy, of, man. Yeah, like yeah, the fact that yeah. like you're just talking about money and living off of hip hop, like yeah. it still blows my mind. Just because you know what I mean. I know how hard it is to make it in this industry, and being it's not a big deal now, but originally a white kid from Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm. rapping about the Maritimes and whatever the fuck else I was rapping about and to be living off rap music for 20 years now still it still blows my mind but you know what I mean you kind of take it and just smile about it and keep moving mm. if you were an 18 year old uh, artist today coming up in the Canadian hip-hop scene I'd be terrified straight up I've, I talk about this people like if you're a new artist right now yeah I, it it's scary it's 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 good certain ways because there's no you don't need a label. You can just put your shit out and your shit can blow up. And, yeah. but there's so many artists now and, and music comes and goes so quick. It's like, you could be the hottest artist this year and no one seems to give a shit two years later. Like just artists are coming and going so quick. Mm-hmm. Even with the streams, like I find like a lot of artists can do all these big streams. They got millions of streams. They go do a show and there's five people there. And it's like, how are you ever going to make money? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like as an artist coming out, a young artist, they got 20 million streams and that's not paying a lot of money because we know how that works. Yeah. And you're not making no money off of shows and it's like, fuck, you thought you were going to blow up this year and then next year you're kind of like, fuck, that didn't go as far as what I thought it was. It's just, it seems a lot harder for people and artists to sustain a career and actually make money right now. Like, I, I don't know how artists are making money right now. Like, I, I know what I used to make off putting out an album and selling actual CDs. And, you know what I mean, with streaming, he's like, you're going to stream 300 million times before yeah. you make what you'd sell 40,000 albums. Like, you'd sell 40,000 CDs and you'd make 300, 400 grand. To make 300, 400 grand streaming? It's crazy. Yeah. So, like, I, I feel for new artists. Like, like I said, there's a lot of advantages because you can get your music out there, but... Man, it's it's a battle. There's like, that, you're, that, you're battling against Instagram posters, you know, who just take selfies and have 500 million followers, and you know what I mean. It's just a whole different game. I I feel like the fans' expectations as well too. If like uh, uh this is my observation. For example, what J Cole has been doing in the past year, where you know J Cole was the guy like to put out top tier music, mm-hmm. and then and then be gone from mm-hmm. the limelight. Yeah, yeah. But now he's appearing. You know, the song with 21 uh, Savage a, a lot. lot. Right. He was saying he was saying I thought the lyrics were enough, but no, they want to see me everywhere else. So I started appearing on all these rappers Mm -hmm. songs and destroy them. But I think he did it good, though, because like you said, he wasn't limelight. He's not on the Grammys. Yeah. He put out his album. It'd be hot. You know, he'd be the big thing for two weeks. Yeah. But he could still go to his tour and sell that shit out, make his money. Yeah. Yeah. And no real even commercial record on his thing. You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. like he had a big radio record on his last few albums. Yeah. But you go to his shows and everyone knows every song on the album. Stadiums with 15, 20,000 people sold out. Like, to me, he's the one doing it right now. You know mm. what I mean? But even him, I don't consider him a new artist. He's been around for 10, 12 years now, probably. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, which yeah. kind of sounds crazy because he still seems new to me. Yeah. But like, he, he luckily was able to lay that foundation. Mm. over the last 10 12 years and turn that into like okay this is some real shit now mm. so we'll see who the next generation of superstars are after yeah the like J. i just the think like the yeah in the 90s like and i go this go back to like when we make uh like hype sessions in our shows and shit yeah like we usually throw on a couple old songs we'll throw on like 
yeah. the next episode by Dre and fucking OPP yeah. and fucking Shimmy Shimmy yeah. California Love. Like these are classic songs that when they came out, people were blasting them for six months, a year. Yeah. You know, they became classics. I don't yeah. know if there's classics anymore. Because mm. people don't bump songs for six months to a year anymore. You know what I mean? Because there's and it's not to say the music isn't as good, because I don't think it's that. I just think mm. there's so much music now that it's like, well, I'm not gonna listen to the song. I've been listening to it for two months. I'm done with it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I don't know where like in 10 years, are people gonna be coming back to music from 2015? like they were in the 90s because these songs were like so influential in their whole grade 10. Yeah. But now it's like songs last for two, three weeks or two, three months and it's kind of gone. So it's weird, man. It's a, it's a different time and it's, you know, the world's changing. So you gotta... There's, yeah, those songs are not staying uh, long enough to have an impact in a person's life. Exactly. Right? To be like... Yeah. Oh, that song. That yeah. was my whole grade yeah. 10. Like, yeah. that's how I grew up was like yeah. Doggy Style. That shit came out. Yeah. That was... Yeah. Grade 10 and 11, probably. You know yeah. what I mean? Albums aren't like that no For more. For me, Chronic 2001 was my grade 8. Like, Straight up. Great summer, that's your whole like, thing. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I mean. Like, yeah. that's how I yeah. hear albums. And it's like, oh, man, that takes me right back to this time. Yeah. Now it's like, you know, with streaming and playlists, it's like, yo, I yeah. had it on my playlist. That's my jam. Mm -hmm. Month later, you're like, eh, what's next? Like, there's more shit out here now. You know what I mean? So it's kind of scary. Like, I, I just hope there's still classic music that you know what i mean people are going to be like oh we got to go back to that mm. so with with that said now when you i guess when you put out music are, are you you're being are you even being even more super like intense like uh if i'm gonna put this stuff out i know it could be gone in two seconds but i'm gonna that's why sure, i stretched yeah. the whole album release out like we're still dropping videos like i got the cold love video with tori coming out in two mm. weeks i got super nova scotian coming out in like six weeks but the first single we dropped on this project was Powerless, which was 13 months ago. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that's why we did it in two EPs and kind of stretched the whole thing out. Shot a video for every single song on the first EP, mm -hmm. then dropped the second EP. Just because if I put that whole album out last February, you know, put Powerless out, put out the first single and the album came out by probably May, it would have been done. You know what I mean? Maybe a two, three months out of it. Mm -hmm. so yeah just trying to get clever with ways of releasing it so you're not just kind of coming out blowing your load and the whole album's gone you're like shit yeah. i sat in the studio for two years and this yeah. shit lasted for two months like doesn't seem worth it that way hmm. uh okay man yo i appreciate you talking to me anything else you want to say to the people out there nah man you know <laughs> i'll see you soon see you soon <laughs> yeah, on episode bud. or whatever Hell thank yeah. you very much classified I appreciate it and that is episode 200 of the Come Up Show podcast. What did you guys think of my conversation with Classified? Thank you for Classified for, you know, coming on the Come Up Show and being such a cool guy. And I want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in to the Come Up Show podcast. Uh, I'm going to let you know, I'm going to release another short episode to what's up with the Come Up Show podcast. I, first of all, I would like to thank my team, past and present, the engineers, photographers, the writers, the editors. And uh, the other, uh, I would like to thank Martin Bauman. He's uh, another guy who, you know, did a bunch of interviews on the Come Up Show podcast early on the Come Up Show. And he definitely contributed to the Come Up Show podcast by doing a bunch of interviews. And thank you, Martin, if you're tuning in, Martin Bauman. And, uh, and also, I want to thank Michael Cavell, who was the host of the Come Up Show radio show for a few years, who also had interviews uploaded here. Yo, stay tuned of what's happening with the Come Up Show podcast. I just want to say thank you very much. Hit me up at the Come Up Show at Twitter, Instagram, or info at the Come Up Show.com. I'll catch y'all very soon. Peace. Peace.